0: Hello everyone, my name is John Edwards, with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day.
1: Zeke, say hello to the folks. Hello, hello, I hope everyone is uh, doing well, wherever they may be and whatever they may be doing. Okay. Yeah, I thought I'd change it up a little bit and then I kind of confused myself. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Here you were
0: giving me heck for uh Trying to trying to get some ambient noise.
1: Well, I think I was distracted by uh, trying to nose one of these glasses we have here, so I'll, I'll blame it on that at least.
0: We got a couple of good glasses that we have poured right now. Our friends down from Barrels and Brews at Carruthers Wine and Spirits in Cool Springs, Tennessee just picked two amazing—and when I say amazing, I don't say this word lightly— uh, They picked two amazing Russell Reserves. One is called Backstage Pass. The other is called Haters Gonna Hate. Two very good stickers on these bottles, by the way, as well. But they're both nine years, six months. The Backstage Pass is a Rickhouse B floor six. And Haters Gonna Hate is Rickhouse H floor six. So if you notice, they kind of went with the b theme, Backstage Pass for Warehouse B. And Haters Gonna Hate is an H for Warehouse H.
1: Have you confirmed this or is this just John's speculation?
0: No, I have confirmed this. Well, there you go. It is, it, I mean, you got to give them credit for using creativity, right? Hey,
1: I mean, if, if you're going to have good picks, as laughable as it is, uh, stickers and other marketing certainly don't hurt anything. And we fully support and advocate it. Uh, we love seeing creativity and humor and, uh, Having a good time.
0: Well, you know, they say a lot of it has to do with the marketing, but if you can have some fun with it too, I mean that that sticker on Hater's going to hate. They've had some killer stickers at Carruthers lately. If you think about Wild Thing, which was the Knob Creek store pick, you have Hater's going to hate, which is actually a unicorn on the side of the uh, bottle and a sticker. It's kind of a uh, kind of cool what they're doing.
1: Well, you know, speaking of fun. Lately, at least one of us had a pretty good time a few days ago.
0: Uh, a few days ago today. <laughs> a few days
1: ago today. I mean... Didn't you want to toot a, my own horn there, but you know. You
0: had a lot of fun without me.
1: Hey, you were invited to everything.
0: I had, Some of us have to work. I worked. You, I know. I went in Sunday night and uh,
1: busted. No, you did. You did.
0: <laughs> Zeke was making up for all of his... Uh, shenanigans by having to go in over the weekend so i gotta give zeke credit and if his boss is listening which he may be known to do from time to time zeke put in that extra you know the, the extra shifts to make up <laughs> for going on a pick to four roses today you did a blend with Tarak down at um, elixir one and spirits so you've been you've been pretty busy. Tell the folks what you've been up to.
1: Yes, uh, so Friday we did a um, or was part of a, a pick for Duluth Wine and Spirits uh, in Georgia. Actually, not a Nashville store. Long story short, uh, one of my close friends from school was uh, asked to get some some guys together to go do the pick for the store. So uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to make it up. Also, uh, bearded dram, Dan Blair from here in town made it up as well. He was my, uh, my stand in for John and uh, a big shout out to him for, uh, you know, taking the time and going with us, the whole Barrels and Bruce crew that we, uh, we certainly respect and enjoy having around. And if, so how did you heard guys, before, did anybody
0: drink or did you guys just nose the whole I was going
1: to say, if, if, anyone that's heard us before, or heard those, seen those guys, uh, Dan and I probably knows the most. So. Uh, he and I seem to, even though our palates don't align, I can, uh, see where he's going. And I appreciate everything, but yeah, we, we know pretty good. Um, they rolled out eight barrels for us to choose from. Yeah. All of them were, you know, honestly, great pours. Laughably, uh, you mentioned the nose, the, the last one, number eight, when they, uh, you know, feed it out and started put that in the glass, uh, just immediately, it, it looked darker. I mean, one guy said, Jesus. I was like, I know. I mean, you didn't have to get it up to your chin. And the waft was already just coming in. I mean, for, for lack of more words on my notes for that, I just put big. Because everything about it was just big. I mean, the aroma that came off was great. Profile was great. Is that the one you guys picked? It is. It's what we ended up picking. Uh, it's a, a should be a nine-year, four-month by the time they uh, – bottle it, a Tier 6 OESV that they expected to come in somewhere between 124 to 127 proof.
0: And this is a Georgia pick. It's a Georgia store, right? It will. It'll
1: be going to Duluth Wine and Spirits. Um, we may have an end on getting some of those before they make it to the store, hopefully. Well, um, I'm thinking of
0: you know what you would name something like that, right? And when you say big, I'm just thinking Texas. But it's a Georgia store, so that doesn't work. Um,
1: some some of the some of the guys from back in Georgia have a few ideas They're, they've been tossing around. I don't want to speculate on anything since it's not confirmed yet. And they also need to work on getting some, uh, I think, permits because some things were licensed. <laughs> 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 um, but no, honestly. So that was the the first part of the pick. There were some really great barrels up there. A few folks I spoke with I mentioned they did roll out. One of the eight was an OBSO, which doesn't come up very often. Uh, Anyone that really gets in and follows Four Roses would definitely appreciate seeing one of those. And they had a couple guys say, what do you mean? They rolled out an OBSO and you didn't take it? I said it made the top three. And then when we debated it, we said, are we here to take what's going to appeal to the eyes? Are we going to take what's truly what we all believe is the best barrel in the OESV. Um, I mean, it was almost across the board. Everybody's number one in uh, the first set of tasting and the second. It, it just was really special pour and, and we all were, you know, honestly just felt happy to have had it rolled out for us. It was one of those situations where you're like, man, we, we did good here.
0: So the store owner was really happy that you picked the one that wasn't going to sell out oh, quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't know. Uh, he wasn't there, actually. Uh, you know, it was just us. So uh, I don't think he's going to have any problem moving this this barrel, honestly. It it seemed very special when we had it, and, and everyone there agreed. Uh, also, a, a shout-out to Lauren Simpson, another local guy here. He helped us with the pick as well. He could practically be Mr. Four Roses, for lack of a better nickname.
0: I mean, I, I think Lauren's got to be a shoe in for – For uh, being the next Al Young.
1: I I, I don't know. I I, I know the man was part of 46 picks last year. He says he has 150 open Four Roses right now at the house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. Our friends are, are here. They're going to be joining us for the next show. So pulling back the curtain a little bit, we are doing two tonight. And our friend Jake from Spirit Sense is sitting over in the kitchen and he heard 150 open bottles and his ears perked up a little bit saying, I could make some candles out of those. <laughs> but uh, but so you you didn't get the OBSO. What was the recipe you ended up
1: going with? So um, we, we asked if we could take a second barrel that would be cash strength because we did think the OBSO and then another one were, were up there and, and worthy of being taken. Uh, due to allocations right now the store in Georgia um, stores is maxed at one they said Georgia was maxed overall in their uh, barrel selection program but we did have the opportunity to taste some OBSvs that would be part of the hundred proof single barrel program we tasted three different ones all were tier sixes they ranged from uh, placement P is in Paul out to V we Basically, unanimously, again, I thought that the V had a better profile, more rounded, uh, really just soft, smooth, easy drinker. And, and I think it's going to be honestly, you know, possibly more approachable to everyone And that, depending on where folks are and what their preference is. This is just a completely smooth, <laughs> mellow uh, four roses, 100 proof. You want it neat, it's going to be wonderful. If you want a cube of ice or a splash of water, it's not going to kill it. It's still going to have plenty of flavor. And i um, very happy to, to say the the first dad's drinking bourbon pick will be coming soon in about 90 days. Wait, what? Yeah, bud. So I'm on the hook for this? 50%. Dan said you were good for it when we picked. He was your, your stand-in. What? Yeah, he, he said he talked to you about it.
0: Really? What?
1: Well, luckily, you know. I'm
0: I'm kidding. I'm I'm really excited about this. The only thing I'm not excited about. So let me just say, Zeke, thank you for going. Thank you for covering while I had to work. The only thing that I'm a little bit bummed about is you couldn't put my name on the damn barrelhead. I didn't want to forge it. I don't care if you forge my signature. I mean, it's both of us, right? If I'm going to be paying for it. Then my my damn name
1: better be on the, the dang barrel head well, it'll, right? it'll come to us you can put your name on it okay hey honestly I, I debated I was like do I put John down or do I knock everybody's gonna say wait John wasn't on the pick why do you write in John's name he's trying to act like John tasted it too I was there in spirit oh I know I know I mean it, and luckily you know Dan also your stand in was very thoughtful and uh, very luckily for you he circled around the table and gathered up what was at the left of those samples from that barrel, and they are in a plastic bottle for you to sample, so you know what's coming ahead of uh, everyone else. I'm very excited for that. Dan, thank you so much.
0: The Bearded Dram is not only a gentleman, but he is a scholar as well. So that was one thing you did. I, I don't think we should – I don't want to gloss over it. I don't want to move on, but I mean, this is big not only for us. We had the whistle pig pick re- recently – we're now having this Four Roses pick. There may be some other things that, that are coming down the pike. Um, we're certainly gonna help stores as much as we can on going on picks with them and being a part of those. Uh, but this is our first pick that is just
1: us. Yep, I mean, it, it's, as John said, it's, it's fun and we enjoy going on picks and helping out wherever we can. But you know, back when we first got into this thing, and at some point conceived the notion of, well, what if it ever got to the point where we even thought we might could take our own barrel? What would we want to do? And and to be perfectly honest, uh, four roses ranked pretty darn high. Um, is just even a bar for us to set of can we can we get there and do this?
0: That was what we wanted to do from day one, and to go there on our second pick. I know that kind of sounds like a humble brag and I'm not trying to make it be that, but that's what we aspired to. I think if that's where we're at now, I'm pretty excited to see what else is going to come down the road.
1: Oh yeah. I'm, I'm just excited uh, for about nine days from now to have these bottles in hand, taste them, enjoy them. And uh, we're, we're going to work on ways to, uh, you know, hopefully share them with as many of you all as would like to, Enjoy what we chose.
0: I know. You're going to have to reach out to us. I'm just excited knowing that that logo on the side of the Four Roses uh, bottle is going to be the
1: Dad's Drinking
0: Bourbon logo, fingers crossed.
1: I'm just excited that our logo is not our faces.
0: Yeah. Well, we tried to do... (laughs) As we have... I was told I had a face for radio. I guess I have a face for podcasts. Uh, But at this point, we're trying to do everything we can to keep our faces... Although. One guy on Twitter during the uh, during the playoffs when Nashville played Colorado, I had said something not so nice about a news guy in Colorado who was making fun of Nashville. This guy came back to us and said, "You won't even show your faces. You guys are hiding behind. Like, why don't you go drink some more bourbon? You guys are hiding behind all this stuff." And I'm like, "Our faces are everywhere. Like, look at our Instagram. There's also pictures of us." And our kids, like, we're not <laughs> hiding.
1: Well, maybe they hadn't spent the time to, to fully research us. Um,
0: no, it was a one-trick pony. They they really got on us just for drinking bourbon the whole time. And I'm like, well, it's kind of in the name, dude.
1: It is what it is. Can't win them all. No. No. But But
0: speaking of winning them all, let's move on.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure we will talk about this uh, more and more as time gets closer, so we don't want to beat it to death now. But Zeke is winning them all
0: because you did something today that is pretty unique and interesting down at Elixir Spirits with our friend Tarak. What did you do today?
1: Well, uh, actually, a a tidbit, which I may have forgot to tell you, I can't remember, but... The impression we got from the guy that was leading the tasting, uh, as you know, small batch, four roses, just the regular small batch is only four of the 10 recipes, which he said that's their biggest seller. And, you know, a reason why OBSO is is hard to find in the picks is because they use it, you know, as one of the four in that along with the other ones. And I did ask Dan if, if he understood the guy the same way that I heard him. And it gave the impression that another small batch may be in the works, not a limited release but a small batch of different mashes, I would assume. So not be- like
0: Al Young part, duh.
1: No, no. He he didn't say anything about 130th, which we know is coming out this fall. And could have been a total misread on my my behalf. And if it was, uh, my apologies. But I got the impression that could be a possibility uh, sooner than later.
0: And can I just mention, that's pretty big news, but I think some of the biggest news Cause you finally got into mellow moments didn't you hey
1: I, fi- I finally clicked in the uh, the five minute window to get in there
0: I know the, the last time the window was open I got in and we let you know and five minutes later after we let you know it was closed
1: I mean it, it's fast uh, I know it's uh, I'm sure frustrated more than just me and probably still does many people well frustrated me for three years stick with it you you'll get there. Uh, all right, so circling back, John mentioned, uh, some blending today. Uh, happened to be, uh, down in Elixir. Some folks out of Texas had a blend program. Treaty Oaks. Treaty Oaks. Some folks out of Texas, uh, Treaty Oaks Distilling. Uh, I, the impression I got is, you know, they have, um, their, their own young mash, juice, whatever. It's all wheated. Um, they're, been growing and distilling their own stuff for I think uh, three or four years now. Over that time, they've kind of had different uh, people that would you know cook everything for them, put it in. They've got their own stuff getting ready to get assembled now. But long story short, the barrels really could vary not only from age but entry proof, how uh, the yeast and everything else you know came together. So they had five different barrels out there, and uh, from that, the the goal was to taste each one. I'm sorry, six, uh, they, they found a bottle halfway into it. Um, but to taste each one, work on coming up with a blend um, that would yield something worth bottling and would be its own, uh, you know, bottled as that blend, basically a one-time thing. Um, and not to veer off a rabbit hole too far, but a, a, definitely a concept John and I have, have tinkered with, and are not tinkered with, but talked about offline, is a possible next evolution of store picks. Simply people blending, whether it's, you know, already a finished product or they're getting it, you know, straight out of the cast from the distilleries and, you know, basically having a, a single barrel type concept regarding yield and, you know, each blends different. It constantly rotates. They may have a central theme about them, may not, but could really be an interesting way of just coming out with different expressions, um, you know, throughout the year and and keeping palettes fresh, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, as far as you know, where they could really go with that type of concept. Interesting. So, what what do you think? Did you like it? It was interesting because there was one one of the six. Everyone really thought that was the, the best barrel of the bunch. Two, or I'm sorry, three, which were younger, definitely showed their youth. Kind of had that corn sawdusty taste to it. And then the two oldest ones actually, they had kind of a like a sour beer, or almost, I mean, there, a couple of guys even commented they tasted like they were a, a, a finished bourbon product or whiskey product, just that kind of, uh, I, I say red, but like, a, you know, kind of a thick, some type of red wine, sherry, some kind of finish. It just had a smidge of that to that. So we, we started, you know, each of us throwing out different, uh, you know, percents and random things to see where it was. And, and early on, it was funny because we thought that, you know, a smidge of one of the young ones might balance out. The, the finished taste of one of the older ones, and we only had we had fifty percent of the one everyone you know, thought was pretty stand up as a it's its own barrel, forty of one of the older ones, and then just ten percent of a young that had the corn profile to it, and honestly that ten percent it dominated the whole you know yield from that it was crazy how much you know, that that sliver of young juice I mean nose palate everything just took on its profile. We were uh, pretty uh, amazed by that, that uh, something that small could, could have that much detriment to the product. Interesting. (laughs) I mean, it's first off, I think
0: people are going to be surprised. It's not often Zeke talks this much. Um, But two, I mean, I I already know the name of this episode. It's where in the world is Zeke Baker, just like (laughs) where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Because, you have been anywhere and everywhere doing some pretty awesome bourbon stuff. I'm not going to lie, a little, little jealous.
1: Hey, it was, a, it was a good time. I know I was invited,
0: but a little jealous.
1: Hey, I mean, they had some dickle down there for blending that would have been right up your alley, I think. I... <laughs> I, I left when I got to that point.
0: I was, <laughs> I was uh, drinking a bottle of dickle. so again... I'm not just trying to do shameless plugs for our friends, but our friends from Spirit Sensor here, uh, Jake and JR. And I was drinking a bottle of Dickel to give them an empty bottle. And it was very corny.
1: There oh yeah. I remember a, you text me that night.
0: Yeah. There was a lot. And, and I was just, I hadn't had it in a while. And I was just like, there is just a lot of corn.
1: Yeah, which I'm sure you know. most people have probably heard and, and get, but in case you haven't, uh, I'm usually very anti that particular uh, juice product. John always gives me a hard time that I should be more open-minded and not judge it so blindly. Yet, obviously, uh, this was a, a good tongue-in-cheek to laugh when, when John texts me, God, this stuff tastes like corn.
0: Well, I, I think <laughs> what it comes down to is we – had some dickle juice that is not necessarily dickle. It's, it's dickle juice that has been sourced by other places and then put out as their own. And when you have those that are dickle-like, there is the faint hint of corn, but it's not as corn-forward as some of that stuff is. It kind of makes you think when you go back to it, you're like, I might like some of those other expressions a little bit more like that doc 52 that it's not confirmed mm-hmm. from them. It's Dickel, but you taste it yeah. and you kind of know it. it's like, man, that one we just had the batch two, that is a little bit hotter. It's more of a winter drink, but it's nice. Yeah. And it makes me think if Dickel would do some cast drink stuff on their own, I think you would find people like you and I could, could get into it a lot more. But when you have that 90 proof, uh, you know, 80 to, to 90 something proof, and mm-hmm. you know it's going to be very corn heavy, but, but not as thick as what a cast strength would be, kind of gives you a little bit of a pause.
1: Interesting to say the least, um, but to kind of circle back to the blending concept, I'm not sure if... Uh, I, d- I definitely haven't heard of anyone in our market or area here doing that, but... Um, if wherever you guys are, um, you've seen stores doing this or have it upcoming, whatnot, uh, you know, we'd love to hear about it and and hear what folks are doing. We uh, try and keep abreast of as much as we can um, and always open to concepts, but love to see people, you know, thinking outside the box and and finding ways to to do a novel product and release and and change it up without having, um, you know, fancy packaging from the distiller and some great story behind it. And they basically just put a label and triple charge you for what you've been buying in the past two years so lots of good stuff to come you've
0: been doing some fun stuff i know we will be doing fun stuff together here soon we're doing uh, so
1: fun stuff together right now
0: i know we're doing fun stuff together right now <laughs> but stay tuned um zeke and i will make a trip up to kentucky together before you know it We've been drinking, and we're not even going to fast forward because we've been drinking while you've been talking, and we've been drinking the Backstage Pass and the HGH haters going to hate from Barrels and Brews and Carruthers Wine and Spirits down in uh, Cool Springs, Tennessee. So we've been drinking on these as we've been talking. We, we, of course, do what we always do. We blind each other. As we've been sipping on these, I haven't even done full notes. I didn't do a nose taste finish. I think there's just two big characteristics in these. I love them both. Let me just say that right now. They're great Russell Reserve picks. I would buy either one of these and I I did buy both of them. I think it's hard for me to say that I like one more. What I really got is, is you know, I can't even guess which one is which. All I'll say is that there was one that was very spicy up front for me. And there's one that's very spicy on the back end for me. So there's one that gets me as soon as you sip on it. And then there's one that gets me kind of in the back of the throat. And I think those are the two biggest distinct differences because I'm still getting that typical Russell Reserve flavor. Um, I'm getting some oak and, and dark notes to it as well. On both of them, I'm yeah. just getting at different places.
1: And which, if if you didn't get full notes, you guys can imagine. Uh, I'd rather do good to write something down or, or get past nosing over here, since I, uh, <laughs> I I led the dialogue for once. You guys don't get used to it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Zeke <laughs> um, doesn't want you to get used to but it.
1: But no, I, I had the same thing for one of them. I all I wrote down was kick because it had a strong kick right out the gate. Uh, Nose-wise, as John said, both of these are, are just really good. Russell's Reserve profile syrupy, sweet, almost um, you know pancakey yep. maple kind of in there. And, and like John said, uh, same sentiments. Uh, the one that didn't have the kick on the front back end does kick up a little bit, which you know it, it's fun. Granted, they're single barrels, so there will be nuances, but especially considering the Russells have one mash, that's it. The whole line for bourbon is one set. And, you know, it just really shows how far the variance can be and, and you know, how it can trick you, I guess.
0: And and it's hard for me. I, I think I would like either one of these at a different period of time, you know, depending on what mood I'm in. So let me just tell you, what, I mean, do you even have a guess as to which one is which?
1: I don't. I just had one is where I put the kick and two is where I, I just left it blank, honestly, because it's... I didn't have time to
0: write. But. So the first one for you was Backstage Pass. <laughs> okay. The second one was Haters Gonna Hate. Okay. Which one is the one that had the kick for you?
1: The first one. So that'd be Backstage Pass. Had a little bit of kick up front.
0: Was that the same for me?
1: You didn't say which one had the kick. The first one for me had the kick. Yeah, that's Backstage Pass.
0: So we had the same thing. So Backstage Pass, if you're if you're looking to get these, they do still have some Backstage Pass available. Haters Gonna Hate sold out pretty quickly. Uh, but Backstage Pass has that kick on the front. Haters Gonna Hate has the kick on the back. I like them both equally for different reasons. I, I think some people were saying that they liked Haters Gonna Hate a little bit more. Some people were saying they liked Backstage Pass a little bit more. And it's almost funny within the Nashville community that you get some people that are like, I like this one more. I like this one more. I, I'm not trying to ride the line. I just think that they're... There's going to be a time that I like that, you know, you have a tough day at work, you, you come home, I'm going to go for that backstage pass. If I'm sitting on the deck and I'm enjoying a sunset, I might like that haters going to hate.
1: Well, and you know, in talking to people, that, that's two distinct, different profiles. Some people want to pop up front and, and that's where their whole tasting experience comes from is if they get that kick or not. They don't really, you know, worry about what comes behind it, palate wise or a finish, so to speak. Whereas others, which I know you know, you really resonate to a lot, is you like that hug going down. You you want to feel the hug. Well, if that's the case, then the other barrel offers that. But again, I, I can easily see how we could have you know, 10, 20 people in a room. Everybody tastes these blind. And I think half it'd be 50-50.
0: Totally agree. But just hats off to Justin, James, and Dan. This is some good stuff. I think Zeke is going to take a quick sip. Putting these both together, so while he does that, I'm just gonna say, go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Twitter at Bourbon Dad's. Find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. You can find our podcast on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Podknife, iHeartRadio, Spotify, your favorite podcast provider. Please go ahead and leave us a five star review. Tell us why you like us. It also lets other people know that might be looking for a new podcast why they should listen to us. Zeke, what are your parting thoughts on putting these two together before we go?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, if you were fortunate enough to grab both of these, I think 50-50 is pretty impressive. It, uh, to me, surprisingly balances it. The, the pop on the front is a little lessened. The hug on the back is a little lessened. But it is a very consistent, even kilter. You get the same kicks the whole way through from beginning to end. And really a a well rounded pour, I think.
0: That's good. That is something I would bottle up right there. Is that that's a nice spice tingle the whole way through that gives you a little bit of a hug at the end.
1: Which, you know, before we, we leave we could you know mention there there was someone that I think did a similar thing with three different barrels of OWA recently. So we can have a, a, a quick tater segment.
0: Oh, it's all right. We'll we'll get to it another day. Double
1: Eagle Rare,
0: John. I know. We didn't even talk about Double <laughs> Eagle Rare.
1: We, we can save it for the next one. Um, I'm sure by the time either one of these episodes run, everyone will be tired of hearing it, seeing it, thinking about it. People are going to be tired of hearing it, seeing it, thinking about it tomorrow. Well, I want to know how they decide which states are going to get one bottle because, I mean, most states are only getting two to six of Eagle Rare 17 this year. So, I mean, how much 20-year-old product do they have? I don't even
0: know. But it's double eagle. It's double the eagle and double the rare, which means double the max profits on and secondary.
1: And I'm quadruply less interested in that than I have ever been eagle rare 17. So. I uh, Just give me an eagle rare 10 and I'm fine. Give it 10.
0: 10. I give it 10. <laughs> All right. On that note, we are going to get off. We will talk to you guys next week. Cheers and thanks for listening.
1: Night.